Um, am I allowed to say that? Where is the love? going to intro this episode the way that I typically intro episodes because Brent has been making fun of me about no, I wasn't you, <laughs> What do you call imitating someone and then laughing <laughs> It's making fun of I have thick skin I'm fine but I don't want to intro this episode Imitation is the is the highest form of flattery Imitation followed by laughing is called bullying <laughs> That's what that's called. Anyway, um, so today I want to talk briefly about a journey that Brent and I have been on um, since November of 2019. And before I dive into that, let me just say that I know everybody's fertility journey is different. I know there are people listening right now who have probably been trying to get pregnant for five plus years. Dude, this was that's what I this is what I was gonna say. No, okay. I, well, that's the one thing I was gonna say. That was the one thing you were gonna say. Well, I mean, I wanted to say that in the beginning. I thought you were gonna, and then I was. Gonna, okay. Well, then, we we legit have no script right here, and that's obvious and that's clear <laughs> to everyone listening. We are just going off the cuff, but I do I I do want to say that that I know everyone's journey is different and yeah. Do you want to chime in now? Well, I was just going to say it, what you were saying that like you know, we're not we're not on this episode to say like, oh, look, poor us. You know what I yeah. mean? Like feel for us because we know that there are people with much worse stories out there. Yeah. And we're not trying to like get everyone, at, you know, who's listening to shed a tear for us. Right. Uh, because I, you know, we've known people who they've tried for 8 years. Yeah. You know, before they actually got pregnant. We know people who have tried for several years, two, three years. Um, we know people that can have kids, yeah. you know, and haven't been able to. And so, what? yeah, I, I just, I wanted to make it clear, like, hey, this is not a, oh, feel for us. This is, you know, this is our story and we want you to, to feel bad about it. Right. Um, it. But it's just, hey, this is our story. This is what we've been through. And, and be encouraging. Yeah, and hopefully we can encourage somebody who who might be going through something yeah. similar. And I wanted to bring Brent in on this conversation because I, well, I don't feel like I know that you don't often hear men talking about the struggle with fertility, which Brent has no problem talking about. I mean, he's been very vocal with me and, and anyone else. And I think it's, I think... For the fertility journey can often be very isolated to to women, and I think when that happens, it it almost puts men in a position of you can't feel, or you know, I'm hurting worse than you, or this is worse for me than it is for you. And Brent is, and maybe maybe that is the case for some. Maybe you know, there's a woman who she wants to get pregnant, and the husband is kind of just you know, along for the, I don't want to say ride. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. As, as I was approaching that. I like looked that, over at you like my eyes. Like, <laughs> as I was approaching that, I was thinking, find a better word, find a better word. And but there's nothing. There wasn't anyway. Anything. So, 
What I'm trying to say is that Brent is, he is as invested in this as I am. He wants a baby as bad as I do, and he is willing to do whatever it takes. And it would be extremely difficult to be on this journey with somebody who didn't feel that way or who wasn't as invested. Because I know that we, I mean, literally today, about 10 minutes ago, we just found out that we did not get pregnant this cycle. And so it is, I can't imagine going through this with somebody who's just like, chin up, you know, like (laughs) Brent is able to recognize, hey, this sucks. Mm -hmm. Like this is difficult. And he's able to feel that. And, um, and we've had to be that for each other sometimes. We've had to encourage each other. You know, when one of us feels, you know, those feelings that we we've we have had to be the chin up, you know, hey, don't worry, it's going to happen. But yeah. we've had to do that for each other. Right. Like times when I'm super weak, you've been super strong. And times when you've been really weak, I've been there to encourage you and be strong for you. And so I'm really thankful. Like I, we talk all the time. I can't imagine being where we're at right now with anybody else in the entire world. So back in November of 20, well, actually we can start in October because Brent came to me in in October and he was like, Hey, I feel like we're supposed to start trying to get pregnant. And I was like, okay, when? And he was like, now. And I was like, okay, but when else? Like, give me another time other than right now, because... Do you remember when I told you to? I remember I was in the shower, and we were, we were like, shouting it to each other. <laughs> what did you like, say? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, how, that's how I broke the news. It was just like, I think it's time to start trying. Like, and I'm, like, what? in the shower. What? Uh, when? Yeah. When? Now? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That that's how the conversation went down. Right. And then after that, we were, I remember we were in the car driving. It was like the next day. And I'm like, are you serious about this? Like, you really feel like, like it's time? And he said, yeah. And I, again, was like, so how soon? <laughs> he was like, as soon as possible. And I was like, okay, I will schedule a doctor's appointment and we will start trying ASAP. And it was our plan to not tell anyone we wanted to surprise everyone. Now, this is where things can get extremely naive. I thought we were going to get pregnant right away. Oh, yeah, for sure. I definitely thought that. I was like, there is no way that two people like you and I, who have such a blessed, intimate life, for lack of better words, are not, are going to struggle to get pregnant. I just thought it's going to happen right away. So we start trying November of 2019. Don't get pregnant in November. We're like, okay, first try, you know, whatever. Don't get pregnant um, December, January, February, March. And we were like, man, this is, for us, it was difficult to, to be walking this road alone. And so we then had to start telling people. But before that, I was placed on fertility medication, which was a... Um, I'll let you talk about that, Brent. Uh, it was a nightmare. Is, is that what the next word you were going to say was? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It was, uh, the side effects were 
I mean, just out of rage 24 seven. Yeah. And there would be times when I would be, I remember one time I was standing in the kitchen and I was literally shaking and I was so angry at nothing. Like there was nothing to be mad about, but I felt like I could drive my fist through a wall. I felt like I had the strength of 10,000 men, just the anger and the rage that I felt and the hot flashes and just anyway, and the emotional breakdown. I mean, literally like psychotic breaks where you, when you're taking fertility medication, and I know that not everybody can relate to this, but some of you can, it really messes with you in every aspect. I told, I was telling a friend the other day, I feel like I have not been myself in, in over a year just because I'm constantly fighting against these artificial hormones that are running through my veins 24-7 and the reality of who I am as a person, of who Celeste is. And so that has been very difficult. So we were, I was placed on fertility meds. We did that specific fertility med for a couple months before neither one of us could take it anymore. So then we switched to, to a different... Um, Brand a different with brand less side effects. With, yeah, a different brand with less side effects. But the side effects of this one made me gain weight. And that sucks. You know, like when you can... I remember one week I was working so hard. I was like dieting, exercising, working out, just like busting it, you know. And I stepped on the scale and gained two pounds. <laughs> just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I, I saw this nurse and she asked me what fertility medication I was on. And I told her, I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of the medications because I don't, I don't know if companies, right, I don't know yeah. what the, I don't know Better what the rules are, but she said, yeah, I was on that too. And my doctor told me if I didn't stop gaining weight that he was, he would have to take me off of it. And I was like, Oh Lord, please let me be like, please just let me get pregnant because that alone, even though the other side effects were less, that one was almost, it's almost worse because not only do you not feel like yourself, right? But then you don't look like yourself. And so it is a psychological. Mm -hmm. And then you feel bad about yourself. And you feel bad about yourself. On top of feeling bad that you're not pregnant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a psychological, just difficult situation to be in. And I mean, I think I, I want to talk about some of the good things and some of the bad things have come along with this journey for us. Um, one of the bad things I would say is like unsolicited advice. You know, like this woman asked me, uh, you've been trying for a year. Are you tracking your ovulation? I was like, gee, I didn't think about that one. Maybe I should start trying to figure out the one time a month that I can actually get pregnant. And again, if you're listening to this episode and you have been trying and you've had people speak, like you, you get it. You know, you know that everyone has an opinion about what you're doing or what you're not doing. And we've tried, both of us have tried so many things. I mean, if there is a fertility myth we've tried it and for me you know i'm taking 
a bunch of vitamins or well now I've I've boiled it down to just one like 360 you know it's like a, it's a horse pill it really is and it yeah it makes my pee look like Shrek's pee in the the vitamin it's it's insane <laughs> and by the way can I just say babe that um it doesn't matter uh what happens it doesn't matter uh what pills you're on I think you're absolutely beautiful and I'm always gonna love you you are my wife I think you look amazing and um uh, I'm willing to be on the long haul with you through this process. In the big haul? <laughs> the big haul. Oh, my gosh. I'm sad. That's hilarious. Well, that's very sweet. No, babe, you, you, look, you look amazing, and, um, and I, I'm in this until we get pregnant. And then you're gone. And then, yeah, <laughs> then, then I'll leave. Then I'll leave. But oh. until then, I'm, I'll stick around. That was very sweet. I'll let you live, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we have tried several different things and I think it's important to recognize and acknowledge, like you can trust God, but still be in a season of waiting. That's painful. Like it is okay to take a pregnancy test and it be negative and to sit there and cry for a little bit. That's okay. It doesn't mean that you have a lack of faith. It doesn't mean that yeah. you don't believe it's going to happen. It means that you are having a human experience yeah. on this earth. And even though you know there's a miracle coming, you know that God's promise is right around the corner. You don't see it yet and you don't have it yet. And that can be that can be very painful. Yeah. And even for people who are listening that maybe, you know, maybe this isn't their story, but maybe there is something in their life that they are just praying about. And they are just believing that like, you know, something that God's just going to have to show up for this to happen. Maybe it's, oh, well, my mom has cancer and Mm -hmm. we're just praying that she's going to be healed. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever the situation is, um, it's, it is okay to, to be in the middle of that. Yeah. I think that sometimes people think that, that you can't like talk about being in the middle, that you just got to like, you got to talk like it's, it's happened. Well, Guess what? Right now, it hasn't happened. Yeah. But we're still believing that it's going to happen. Right. Absolutely. And I, it's taught me a lot personally when I am mentoring someone or, you know, I'm out with youth or young adult and they share something with me that is painful. It's really taught me to not react with, well, it's okay. God's going to God's going to turn this around and he's going to, even though I, I will eventually say that, but it has, it's caused me to kind of take a pause and to look at that person and to validate what they just said, Mm -hmm. to not dismiss it, to say, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. That has to be very painful. I'm sorry you're going through this. I've told kids before, this sucks. Oh, I was just about to say that. This This sucks. This sucks. And it's difficult, but. Right. There is hope in Jesus. There's victory on the other side. And so, so good. it's important to recognize both of those because Jesus was both of those. There was a human side of Jesus, and then there was God the Father. Well, I mean, look at look, look at in the Bible, look at when Jesus finds out that Lazarus has has died. You know, well, like he he was moved by yeah. that. That was his friend. Yeah. That was someone that 
that he cared about. Yeah. And he was sh- he was shaken up by that. Yeah. But then he shows up on the scene. Right. It's and like, says, even though he knew what the outcome. Right. He knew the outcome was, he was still able to recognize and acknowledge that he was in the middle of something that was painful. Right. And that hurt deeply. Yeah. And so I don't know. I Hopefully I just set someone free. But you you have to, it's okay. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's okay to see everyone else around you getting pregnant. Or, you know, maybe your thing is not people are getting pregnant. Maybe it's a promotion or a job or something that you are longing for. It's okay to see those things and to feel grieved. It's okay to need to unfollow someone on Instagram because you know that every time you scroll past, you know, this picture or this uh, ultrasound or whatever, it's it brings pain to you because that's where you are right now. Like, that is okay. And and that's that's another thing that I think you and I have realized. It's like, we know at the end of this, God is going to, God is going to bless us. He's going to give us babies, multiple babies. And we're going to be able to look at people who are at where we are right now. And we'll be able to say fertility struggles. Like we've been there Mm -hmm. feeling disappointed. We've been there, you know, feeling like questioning, is this ever going to happen for me? We we've been there, you know, and what we won't be able to say is, you know, those people who get pregnant on command, you know, right. haven't been there. Oh, you got, pre- oh, you don't even have a uterus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> haven't been there, <laughs> you know, but we, we trust God. And, and the, the good news about, about all of this is that Brent and I, we have seen doctors, we've been evaluated and our doctor literally said to us, he's like, you guys are perfect. Healthy as a horse. Every- <laughs> That's why you're taking horse pills. Um, he said everything is functioning as it should. So there's there's no issues. There's nothing that is wrong with my body or the Brent's body that is, you know, keeping us from getting pregnant. It legitimately is just a matter of waiting on God's timing. Mm-hmm. And even just now, like even when, when I told Brent, I'm like, it wasn't this cycle, you know, just found out, um, just found out we didn't get pregnant. It is, it's disappointing, but in the same sense, I know that it wasn't the right time. And I don't want it to be my time. I want it to be God's time. Mm-hmm. And so there is a sense of trust that washes over me every time I get a negative test, every time my cycle starts over. There's this sense of it just wasn't the time right now. And if you're listening right now and you have done this, please like DM me, text me, whatever, because I just have to know I'm not alone. But every time I look at a test, I will hold it up to 16 different lights. I will put it in the dark and take a picture of it. I mean, I will look for a line that is not there. And I'm sure if any of you have been on the um, TTC journey, for any amount of time, you know that there is an EVAP line and then there is a pregnancy line. 
And so there are so many times where, God love my precious heart, I'll like show Brent a test. I'll be like, do you see it? Do you see that? And I'm like, I got to be honest with you. I don't see anything. There. There's nothing there. I hate to break it to you. I'll like set it down for 30 minutes, walk back, pick it up, look at it, tilt it in different directions, trying to, you know, trying to see something that is that is just not there. And so if you do that, please, um, please tell me, please tell me I'm not alone. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that I, that I, that I wanted to say too. Everybody listening, whether this is what you're going through or maybe it's something else. Um, hey, can I just tell you you're not alone? Mm-hmm. Like th- there's somebody out there and they're they're going through something similar. I think one of the biggest lies we can ever convince ourselves is that we're in this alone. Yeah, you're not alone, uh, and I believe that there are better days ahead of you. And I just wanted to kind of wrap up and say this to everybody listening. Uh, I just recently preached a message at our at our youth group, um, which I believe this message is on my YouTube. Plug my YouTube right here, Brenny Lee. Go <laughs> subscribe, like, and comment. You know, like, subscribe, like such an unshameful share. plug right there. Yeah. Um, but no, I preached this message, and I was talking about faith, and and here here's kind of the thirty second, um, you know, Cliff Notes version is I was saying that. Our faith, foundational faith in our life, it cannot be placed on anything other than Jesus. Right. It cannot be placed on, and here's what a lot of people do. They will place their faith on a situation. And so, okay, yes, I'm believing in faith for my mom to get healed from cancer. Let's just say that's that's the thing, right? Well, that's situational faith. That cannot be foundational faith. Because if your foundational faith is placed on a situation when you do not see the results you want, mm-hmm. when it doesn't happen in the timing that you want it to happen, guess what will happen? Your faith will crumble because it was on a situation. Yeah. And for Celeste and I, we have not placed our faith in Jesus on this situation. Right. We we have faith in Jesus and then we then have faith else. for yeah. this situation and 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 other things beyond that. And you, you know, as I'm kind of explaining this in this message, I, I was using these like building blocks, kind of these bricks to to show people that you have to have the foundation of Jesus. Yeah. And and then I I, I shared this story from the Bible. It's it's um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, if you don't know it, let me shorten that version for you as well. So basically, you have these three guys, and King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the land and the time. Um, issues this royal decree that says, you know, when when the trumpets play, when the flute happens, when the bass drops, um, when the keyboard comes in, you're going to bow down to the statue that I've built. And these guys just refuse to do it. And so what happens? The They, they play the music, the bass drops, the beat, you know, the beat drops. <laughs> the and flag dancers come out. The flag dance, <laughs> the tambourine starts to shake. And, uh, and, and the, everyone else bows down and these guys don't bow down. So they, they get brought before the King. And, um, uh, what's crazy is they honor the King. That's, that's for another podcast. We'll have to talk about that, how they honor, even in their, even in them telling him, we're not gonna, we're not gonna bow down to you, but that's for another time. So they come to the King and they say, your majesty, 
um, we're not going to bow down. And so he basically says, okay, well, I'm going to throw you into the fiery furnace. And they say, that's okay, because the God we serve will rescue us. And then they hit me with this line. And man, it's just such a good perspective for where we're at right now. They said, but even if he doesn't, we still won't bow down. Yeah. And I told our youth ministry, we, we kind of, you know, told everyone for the first time that we had been trying to, to get pregnant. And I said, listen, it doesn't matter if God doesn't pull this off. Even if we don't get pregnant, I'll still believe in Jesus. Yeah, 100%. And even if I don't see the outcome that I want to see, I'll still believe in Jesus. Why? Mm. Because my faith it's not in this situation. My faith is rooted and grounded on Jesus Christ. Yeah. First. Yeah. Well, we're we're probably gonna have to end right there because I can't speak right now. I'm <laughs> I'm on the verge of going into a complete psychotic break um, after hearing that. <laughs> but I agree with that, and 100. percent That's where I stand, and I think it's important that you and you know, let's just say you are on the TTC journey. I think it's important that you and your husband or you and your wife, you are, you're on the same page. You know, you guys are, you're speaking the same language. You're, you know that you're in this together because I can't imagine being on this journey with anyone else. I can't imagine going through the things that we've gone through and the disappointments and the heartaches and the nights of like laying in bed and just crying and having my tears pretty much saturate my hair, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're like reaching over and, and telling me it's going to be okay. And it's going to happen. And I I can't imagine being alone in that. Yeah. And also having the community that we have, you know, around us that supports us. That is, you, you want to have people in your life. Like, let me just say this only only share information with people about your life and about your situation that you know that that person, those people, they're going to speak life over it. They're going to have faith. Don't tell that family member that you know always has some sort of horror death story for every single situation. Don't just don't tell that person. You know, you you need people around you who are going to speak the language of faith and who are going to stand with you. Mm-hmm. You need people like my sister-in-law. She has alarms set in her phone to pray for Brent and I. You know, my sister is constantly sending me encourage, like, encouraging uh, scriptures and anything she can get her hands on that she knows is going to encourage me is she's sending that my way. And so you just want to... You want to make sure that the people around you are speaking the same language that you are. Yeah. That's good. Now, I'm not going to say, that's all I got. Because then, <laughs> then you're going to make fun of me. You're making fun of me right no, now. No, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening today. <laughs> I got to switch it up. Okay. Thanks for... You need to just like end it abruptly and just be like, okay, bye. (laughs) And then it go to the outro. Okay, bye. 
Thanks for listening today. And if you'd like to be notified when a new episode is released, you can subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at Celeste underscore Ely.